0: Sport city, sport city, chef, chef. Sports city, sport city, chef, chef. Sports city, sport city, chef, chef. Sport city, sport city, Yes, Lord. we got a brand new present. Joe Biden, we riding. I pray you haven't seen. Word from the wise, my people stay ahead. Come on. I've been relevant, trying to survive the elements. It ain't no love in these streets, these dudes telling it. Case goes from cold to hot, state heaven. good evening everybody and welcome to the round table gumbo sports city chefs my name is Chandler I'm your host I am unsure if our co-host Mike will be joining us tonight she got a lot going on so we may be going solo tonight we have 60 minutes this is a baseball show just so we all clear this is a baseball show we may or may I may hit some headlines, but primarily we're going to talk baseball because I love baseball. But let's let's hit some headlines before we get into the business of baseball. We got Lamar Jackson, who got his new contract. Good for him. Um, he had his press conference today, and one of the things he said was he really never wanted to leave Baltimore. Which you know when when, when players request trades, most of the time it's a negotiating tactic. They're telling the team either pay me or get rid of me. Most of the time it works where the team winds up paying them. They paid Lamar. He got $189 million guaranteed. It's it's a huge cap here that they decide to try to get rid of him before two year, after two years. And even then he'll get $150 million guaranteed, which, listen, I'll take $150 million, okay? That's life-changing money. So good for Lamar. Um, I think the the fact that they got the new offensive coordinator, that they brought in some weapons, but basically they're not asking him to carry the team is really what's most important. Obviously the money is important, but I think when you look at how the roster's look, they got a really good defense. If you look at the fact that going forward, Lamar doesn't have to score all the points, throw balls, catch them himself, block for himself, um, be the lead running back, the lead quarterback, and the lead wide receiver, I think that bodes well both for the Ravens and for his career. And I'll I, i, I I'll say this. Within the next two seasons, I expect the Baltimore Ravens to be in the AFC Championship game. Either this season or next, I expect them to be in the AFC Championship game. So we have that. Um, that's pretty really uh, – listen, I don't care uh, – let me, let me say this differently. I was a Jet fan when they were playing in Queens. I stopped rooting for the Jets when they moved to New Jersey because I don't root for teams in Jersey. Aaron Rodgers is now the Jets quarterback, filling over for the Jets. But I do believe the Jets are going to be good this season. I'm not going so far as to say they're going to win the AFC East because the one thing about Aaron Rodgers that has been proven is he, he listen, when the tough gets going, they say when, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. Well, when the going gets tough, uh, Aaron Rodgers runs away. Okay, he ain't going down with the ship. He's not trying uh, to to pull out of a steep dive with the aircraft. He ain't doing none of that. He gonna jump off a of standard one man. I told y'all it was about to crash. So we'll see what happens. And I still don't trust Robert Sala. Let me be clear. I still don't trust Robert Sala. But good for the Jets. They finally have a quarterback after every year they've been in existence. And Don't tell me about uh, Joe Namath. Because if you if you actually knew anything about football, or if you actually know anything about football. You know, Joe Joe Namath was really a mediocre quarterback. He really was. Now, he won one big game. Absolutely he did. Joe Namath was a mediocre quarterback. So Aaron Rodgers is literally the best quarterback that the New York Jets have ever had. And I'm old enough to have seen Joe Namath, so I can make that statement, whether you like it or not. And we'll go to the NBA. Let's see. Chris Paul is hurt again. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's like death and taxes. Chris Paul's going to get hurt in the playoffs. We have the Denver Nuggets leading the Phoenix Suns to zip. I think they, I think that series goes five games at the most. So it's a gentleman's sweep. I think Phoenix wins one game. I think they win the second game in Phoenix. They go back to Denver, and they put them to bed. But listen, Denver has so much firepower. And Michael Porter Jr. still hasn't shown up in the playoffs. Think about that for a minute, people. The Denver Nuggets are all molly whopping people, okay? They're beating people. They're putting people to sleep. Now, Michael Porter Jr., who is arguably one of the most talented, physically talented players in all of basketball, he's 6'10". He can put it on the floor. He can shoot from range. He can shoot the mid-range. He can block shots. He can guard one through five when he wants to, when he's engaged. So as far as physical talent goes, Michael Porter Jr., there is not a player in the NBA more physical talent than him. Nobody. And I'm including Giannis in that. There is no one more physically talented than him. That don't always make you a great player, though. What makes you a great player is being willing to use your talent. And that's where Michael Porter Jr. falls horribly short. So at some point, he may show up in these playoffs, and then Denver's going to be unstoppable. They really are. We have, let's see, the Lakers and the Warriors. Uh Lakers lead one zip. Anthony Davis had a great game, which means he probably – I'm going to say everyone thinking everyone's thinking that Anthony Davis is going to have a bad game in this second game. I believe he's going to have a really good game. I think the Lakers are going to beat the Warriors in game two. Now, yes, I know that there's 15-0 home teams after if they lose game one, win game two, all of those things. Now, I don't think the Lakers are going to sweep the series. I think it's a seven-game series. I think the Lakers win both games in Golden State and San Francisco. And I think the Warriors win both games in L.A. This is going to be one of those type of series. So I'm thinking the Lakers are going to win tonight. We have the Knicks in the heat. Jimmy Butler's coming back. Knicks won the last game, series tied 1-1. They're going down to Miami. I'm a New Yorker, so I hate Miami unless I'm vacationing in there. So I, I hope the Knicks win, but I still don't trust the Knicks team given the fact that they lost game one, and they really shouldn't have lost game one. They let Jimmy Butler go nuts in game one, and he's the only guy on their team that's any good. He's the only guy on their roster that's any good. They got twelve undrafted guys in Jimmy Butler. And the one guy you got to stop, you can't stop. I'm sorry. I have a problem with that Tom Thibodeau. You know, anyone who's ever heard me knows that. I don't trust Tom Thibodeau. I really don't believe in him as a coach. But we'll see what the Knicks can do. And what's the other series? Let's see we got. I did Lakers, Warriors, Nuggets, Suns. Ah, Boston and Philly. Tied 1-1. I expect Philly to, to win game three simply because you got, you're got going back to Philly. You got Joel Embiid. They're going to be, you know, he's going to be getting announced to the home crowd as league MVP. There's going to be a charge in them. I believe that he's going to go for about 45. I think Jason Tatum's going to go for about 46. And I think Philly wins on a James Harden three. So that's, let's see, that's NBA. We did NFL. Uh, I'm going to touch on the NHL because I do love hockey. And, man, man, listen, just go watch an NHL playoff game and tell me that you will fall in love with hockey. Seattle Kraken beat Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Seattle is an expansion team. This is their second season and they beat the reigning Stanley Cup champions, then you had the Florida Panthers who beat the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics just had the equivalent of what the Patriots did in their season when they went eighteen and all. They they set records and points and games won. You name it, they set records in it. And they lost to the first round to a six seed. I'm sorry, an eight seed. They were number one. They lost to an eight seed. So says I hate Boston, yay, because <laughs> Boston sucks. But there are some amazing games going on. You got Connor McDavid and, and Jack Eichel playing. We got Vegas and, and Edmonton. We got uh, Toronto It's playing Florida. Listen, there are some really good games out the Rangers. Lost to the Devils, and Devils suck because they're from Jersey. But they did beat my Rangers. Um, they're playing the, the Carolina Hurricanes. I believe that's going to be a five-game walkover or the Hurricanes. So there's some really good games going on um, in, 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 in the NHL playoffs. So take a look at that. I, you will enjoy it. If you've never been to a sporting event, if you ever want to go to a sporting event, you've never been, you want to go to a hockey game. If you don't know anything about sports, let's say, I'm not really into sports, and somebody wants to take you, go to a hockey game. It is amazingly fun Live. And the thing is, you don't need to know anything about it to stay engaged the entire time because the players never stop moving except during the intermissions. So all you have to do is sit there and watch the hits and the goals and the scoring and the hits and the hits and the hits. hits. It is an amazing time. So let's get to baseball, which has been very, very good to me. So before the season started, I told my co-host that the Baltimore Orioles We're going to probably finish either set. we We're going to be the number two team in the American League East. Now, I thought the Yankees would be number one. I was wrong about that. We'll get to that in a minute. The Baltimore Orioles, 21-10, 677 winning percentage. Number two in the AL East. Now, number one is Tampa Bay, who is having an amazing season. And now I have to finally give them their due because they're beating everybody. Initially they started with 13 and 0 they played a bunch of bad teams. I'm like, "Yeah, well, you know, you were supposed to beat those teams." Now they're beating everybody. Okay? 26, 26 and 5, 26 and 6, you beating everybody. Good team, bad team, middling team, you beating everybody. Okay? So the 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 Tampa Bay Rays uh, this might be one of those seasons where listen, no one's going to catch them. This might be one of those seasons, because if we get to the end of May and Tampa Bay is still on a pace like this right now, they're playing 8-13 ball. If they're still on a pace like this where they're right now 20 games above five hundred, if they're, say, 35 games above five hundred by the end of May, no one's catching them. East is theirs. I'm calling it. Okay? So the Yankees, of course, are in last place in the American League East because – Every single player that Brian Cashman has signed or traded for in the past two seasons is on the injured list. Every single one. Harrison Bader just came off. But Harrison Bader, uh, Lou Trevino, Scott Afros, Carlos Rodone, Tommy Canely. You name the player he's brought in, that player's hurt. Those of you who know me know that I can't stand Brian Cashman. He's gotten way too much credit for those four championships when he didn't build those teams. He doesn't get near enough credit for not developing players. And as I said again at the beginning of the season, all the young players that we saw last year that everybody thought were going to take the next step this season, every single time the Yankees find a good young player, their first season they're good. Their second season they suck. And I have said this for the past 25 years. The Yankees player development is trash because it's not about having one good season. It's about taking an above-average player, and making them a star. That's player development. Not bringing a guy up for flash in the pan, which is literally what has happened. Oswaldo Cabrera? What the hell happened to him? Uh, 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 Davey Garcia? Man, he's on a milk carton. You know, this young pitcher, Johnny Brito? hes going. To, I think he's going to try to have a good season. And next season, he's going to be trash. So everybody that's on the Anthony Volpe thing, Enjoy it this season because next season he's going to be garbage. He's going to be hot garbage, okay, because the Yankees don't develop. They don't know how. After 25 years, you would think that Brian Cashman would be able to develop one great player. And outside of Aaron – I'm sorry, more than one great player. In 25 years, all he has to hang his hat on is Aaron Judge. Now, you want to give me Robbie Cano – we can go back and forth on that because Robbie underperformed in a lot of years, but positional players that the Yankees have developed and became absolute stars. is Aaron Judge, people. And until he hit those 62 home runs last year, tell me, tell me that you won't sit around thinking, oh, you know, is he really that good? Yeah, he's good, but there was a but because he couldn't stay healthy. So. There we go. So now we go to the to the American League Central. Minnesota Twins surprisingly are in first place, four games above 500. The Cleveland Indians are three games below 500, which I did not see coming. I thought I thought Cleveland would probably be the class of that division. Um, I was I, I was expecting the White Sox to suck because the Chicago White Sox roster is is hot garbage. They need to blow it up. 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 Okay? Uh, Tim Anderson needs to be a second baseman. He's not a shortstop. Yes, he has the physical ability to play shortstop, but he is not good defensively at shortstop. He's better as a second baseman. He needs to go. They need to just – they need to blow it up. And they had the opportunity once they got rid of that clown, Tony La Russa to do that. Instead, they brought in a manager who never managed before, with a roster full of guys who think they're better than they are. And it's not working. It's not working. Now, Tony Russo spent all this time drunk in the, in the, in the, in the the dugout. You needed to bring in a manager that was going to come in there and put foot in butt and tell these guys, listen, you haven't done anything. So shut up and go play. And that hasn't happened. So, There we are, the the Chicago White Sox at 10 and 22. Now, the Tigers, four games below 500, the Tigers should be better than they are. They should be. There was way too much talent on that roster for them to be this bad. Um, A.J. Hinch, you got to do a better job, bud. You got to do a better job. I'm sorry. And Spencer Torkelson, stop trying to live up to the hype as, you know, a prize prospect. Dude, just play. Just play. Your talent, the talent is there. You got to relax. Stop trying to prove that you're worthy of replacing Miguel Cabrera. Just go play and you'll be fine. In the American League West, Texas Rangers. Again, wow, you know, I must know a little something about baseball because, again, in the preseason, what did I say? I said Bruce Bochy, manager of the Texas Rangers, they're winning the West. Texas Rangers, six games above five hundred doing their thing yes they just lost jacob degrom for two weeks they'll be fine they will be fine bruce bocce has proven that if you give him a pitching staff full of guys who may be underperformed off injured whatever it is he knows how to manage a pitching staff and get the best out of guys he proved that for years in san francisco i mean name name one pitcher From those San Francisco Giants teams, of which they won World Series, by the way. I think he won two World Series, maybe three. Name one pitcher. Name one who was an absolute superstar. They never had one. They had a bunch of guys who were good to above average, and Bochy, they just won. Bruce Bochy knows how to manage. In my opinion, he's a Hall of Fame manager. Um, So I like what Texas is doing. The Angels are eight, are in second place, four games above 500, but I don't trust the angels, never will trust the angels, so we'll see where that goes. Houston, a game above 500, Seattle, is a team that I thought would kind of have a, a come back to earth season this season. They should be better than they are once again. I don't trust the manager they um, They lost Robbie Ray for the season already, so we'll see how, how it shakes out. But right now, Seattle's not looking good. And Oakland, you know, shame on the ownership in Oakland. You have been sabotaging that team for years. You traded away all your talent. And then you said, well, nobody will come to the game. Well, nobody wants to come to see AAA players at the major league level. They want to see AAA players that go to a AAA game. And that's what you turn this into. You turn this franchise. And, and by the way, the, the, the Oakland Athletics, the athletics as a franchise, have been around in various iterations for over 100 years. Okay, going back to the Philadelphia Athletics, and then they were Kansas City A's, and then they went to Oakland. You know, Connie Mack coached the Athletics. Connie Mack. And this is what it's come to with a bunch of owners who wanted to be in Vegas, so they sabotaged the team and decided that they were going to Hold the city of Oakland hostage and say, if you don't give us untold um, um, billions of dollars and make the taxpayers pay for it, we're going to leave. And for once, the city said, no. No, we're not going to give you. You're a billionaire. You want a stadium? Build it. You got money. Why should the taxpayers fund a stadium so all of their taxes go up? And they can't afford to go to the damn games because, of course, the tickets are too high. So let me get this straight. You want the people of Oakland to pay for your stadium, to pay for a stadium they can't afford to go to. Hmm, That's a hard pass. So good luck in Vegas, bro. I will go to the National League East where Atlanta Braves in first place, Mets in second place, Miami in third place. It's about what I thought it would be. Now, Phillies has some injuries and everything. As usual, their bullpen is giving away games, but that's been the Philadelphia Phillies story for the past five, six years. No matter who the manager is, and they're going through three managers, I think, in the past six years, um, their bullpen is trash. And, you know, and everybody keeps saying, oh, the manager. It's not the manager. The manager can only put the, from the bullpen out there that the general manager gives him, okay? Craig Kimbrell is not a closer, people. Craig Kimbrell hasn't been a reliable closer in five years. Yes, he has an electric arm. He's not a closer. So if you're going to keep putting him out there in in clutch situations and then being shocked. By the fact that he gave it up, then that's on you, man. That's on you. You know what I'm saying? That's on you, because you're gonna stop. Tell you gonna stop trying to show tell me that Craig Kimbrel should be a closer. You're gonna stop that because there's too much objective and factual evidence that shows he's not. Let's see who else we got. And Washington, of course, is is terrible, and we expected them to be terrible because you know they're rebuilding but again, uh Nationals fans, there is a lot of talent. I mean, a lot of talent uh in the pipeline. So, hang in there, Nationals fans because by this time next season, you'll be fine. And the central Pittsburgh surprisingly with with their talent is finally maximizing their talent. They are killing it there 20 and 12 in first place. Uh, they're beating good teams. They're beating bad teams. I've liked that the the, the the talent in Pittsburgh for a while, but the management kept trading away good players, and by them signing Brian Reynolds, I think that told the, the, the clubhouse that they're willing to invest. You know, it's hard for players to be fully invested in an organization when ownership isn't fully invested. So we'll see what happens, but good for them so far. Milwaukee's in second place. Once again, I think a clubhouse full of players who really don't trust the general manager or management. So we'll see how that goes. Um, We know that Corbin Burns wants out after he got his field. Here's the thing with with when people talk about arbitration and, oh, man, you know, players get upset because they hear. Do you civilians never hear anything negative at your jobs? Do your bosses never sit you down and give you an actual evaluation? Because if they do, then guess what? You're not going to hear all of the roses. You're going to hear what you're doing wrong. You're going to hear what you need to be better. If you can't handle the people you work for telling you how you can be better, then you shouldn't have a job. Okay, hold on, everybody. I have someone at my door. Of course somebody's at my door, so please bear with me for a second. I will be right with you, Sport City. I apologize, Sport City. It's one of my neighbors. Need some help or something. Hey, listen, this is this is what happens when you do live shows. Alright? <laughs> this is what happens when you do live shows. Alright, so where were we? We were talking about how long I got, got listen to my dog click, clack. She got to jump up on the bed. We were talking about the National League Central, I believe, and Pittsburgh and what they're doing well. So Milwaukee, as I said, I don't believe the players are fully invested because I don't think they believe the organization is invested. So we'll see what happens. The Cubs are in third place, 15 and 16. You know, I hate to keep patting myself on the back because I'm going to sprain my shoulder. But again, I talked about how I look like what the Cubs did with the players they brought in. Uh, Cody Bellinger having a real good season so far. I thought he would because I thought the biggest thing for him was to get out of. Cody Bellinger is a full-field hitter. He's not a pole hitter. He became a pole hitter, which I think contributed to his shoulder injuries, which I think contributed to his poor play. Now, in Chicago, he didn't have to be a pole hitter. You know, he can hit the ball the other way and get a home run. He can go up the middle of the center field get a home run. When he does pull the ball, he's going to get a home run. Um, he is, <clears throat> excuse me, Cody Bellinger, in my estimation, is a gap-to-gap power hitter. What that means to me is he is a guy who can hit for power but doesn't have to because because he goes gap-to-gap. I'm going to get a lot of doubles. I'm going to get a lot of run production. And here's the piece when it comes to baseball players. Everyone says, oh, we need sluggers. We need home runs. You don't need home runs. You need to score runs. You need to score runs. So how do you win ballgames? By outscoring the other team. If you hit four solo home runs and the other team scores five runs because they had three doubles and a homer, you out homer them, but you lost the game. So it's not about hitting home runs. It's about scoring runs. The Cubs have a lot of guys who are run producers. Run producers aren't always sluggers. Sluggers aren't always run producers. Then of course Cincinnati is bad and St. Louis, and I said this um I think after the first week of the season when Oliver Marmold, the St. Louis Cardinals manager, decided to embarrass Tyler O'Neill and took my high. He was lazy and he wasn't running hard, okay? I said then that Oliver needs to be fired. You don't do that to one of your players. His team is grossly underperforming for the talent that they have. You have two first ballot Hall of Famers at first and third base. You got Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado at first and third base. You have Dylan Carlson, who is – a five-tool player. You send down your best player, your best prospect in Jordan Walker, who is hitting 270, by the way, I'm sorry, either 247 or 274. Maybe 247. Okay, so he's hitting 250. You send him down because you say, well, we don't have enough space in the outfield. See, Dylan Carlson, Jordan Walker, and Lars Nootbaar is your best outfield in St. Louis. Okay, and then Tyler O'Neill. Between O'Neill and Newt that's your fourth guy. But then you bring up an outfielder who's never going to play, but you send Jordan Walker because you said you couldn't find at-bats for him, so you bring up a guy that you can't find at-bats for. Okay, Ali, I'll see you on the unemployment line, bro. And finally, the National League West, honestly, is not going the way I thought it would go. I thought San, I thought San Diego would be way better than they are. They're 17 to 15 in third place. The Arizona Diamondbacks, another team, always with tremendous talent, but always underachieving because, again, management, not investing, trading away good players. Arizona Diamondbacks are going to be a problem this season, people. They are going to be a problem. That is a really good, really talented team. And Kettle Marte, or Kettle, depending on how you want to pronounce his name. Is one of the best players in baseball that no one has ever heard of. This is a guy who could win a gold glove playing second base, playing third base, playing shortstop, and playing the outfield. And he is a great hitter. He's one of the best hitters in baseball. The reason you never heard his name is because Arizona Diamondbacks have sucked. So right now they're in second place behind the Dodgers. If they can keep this up, that is going to be a really, really, really great story. A lot of good talent there. I've always liked the talent in Arizona. Never really sure of management or ownership really being invested. Then we got the Giants in fourth place. How about where I thought they'd be? They're not that great. Um, they're just a meth team. Then you got Colorado Rockies, another team that should be better. But once again, when you have bad management, think about this in, in your own lives. When you work for a company that's run poorly, do you really perform well? I mean, you go in every day and you say, yeah, "I'm doing my best." You're really not. You're really not, because subconsciously, like, why am I going to work hard for somebody that don't give a damn about whether their business succeeds or fails? So you know, you punch your clock, you go and you punch the clock, you do a professional job, but that don't mean that's your best job. And that's kind of where the Rockies are right now. They're in a situation where their players are showing up and they're being professionals, but they're not giving them everything they got. They're not. And the results on the field show that. So I know this was a short show tonight. Uh, apologize. I'm not feeling well, but I did want to get on and talk a little baseball. Um, sorry, Mike couldn't get here. But once again, when it comes to baseball, I'm always going to want to talk baseball. So to recap, Tampa Bay, amazing. Yankees, you suck. Um, Texas, go ahead, Bruce Bochi, do your thing. And see, Pittsburgh, keep it up. St. Louis, fire Oliver Marmo now before your season is lost. And Diamondbacks, invest in your roster. Invest in your roster, invest in your roster, invest in your roster, and good things will happen. Thanks a lot for joining me tonight, everybody, and I hope you have a great night.